Imagine a pill that can improve your focus, your memory, your sleep. A catalyst to improve your brain chemistry. Dr. Bill's Cognition Plus is truly the smarter in an hour pill. A combination of amino acids, trace minerals, and B vitamins, Cognition Plus is made with specialized herbal extracts that will enhance and support brain function. Our customers say, I feel more focused. My memory's getting better. I can work longer with more useful hours. Power up your neurotransmitters that have been depleted, like dopamine and norepinephrine. Simulate the release of others, like serotonin and oxytocin. Improve circulation and energy production. Protect your mind and your loved ones today. Order Dr. Bill Deagle's Cognition Plus at 888-212-8871 or go online to NutriMedical.com. That's 888-212-8871 or NutriMedical.com. And listen to the NutriMedical Report on the Genesis Radio Network with open lines every weekday. NutriMedical.com, bringing nutrition and medicine together. This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. the Nutramedical Report. We have Tony from Nutridyne. Now, our Nutridyne product has 200 micrograms per drop of, of, of we call, Tesla-activated uh, Edgar Casey monatomic plasma iodine. Nobody else has this. They'll call it nascent. They'll call it all kinds of terms. And they're full of it. And the reason is, in the, unless you get the higher energy state of iodine, it cannot displace fluoride, chloride, or bromide, which are halides that displace the iodine off the thyroid molecule, and they interfere with normal thyroid and mitochondrial function because your thyroid basically is your mitochondrial regulator. It regulates oxidative metabolism for your body. And the 5-prime diiodinase activity actually is regulated by your autonomic nervous system. So every body compartment is different. So the idea that your body is a hopper, and I told this against the doctors who were wanting to make cytomel, which is a, a release form of T3. T3 only has a half-life of five and a half minutes. So when your body releases it, you cannot possibly, oh, you cannot possibly uh, uh, activate thyroid hormone in the blood and then see it's going to be the same in the brain and the, around the internal organs and so on. It's just not possible, right? Right. Is that by the time you're saying it makes circulation? Yeah. The, the the whole issue is that that you that your brain compartment separate from your internal organ compartments from your muscle compartment. And your autonomic nervous system regulates the bioconversion because T4 has a half-life of 37 and a half hours. T3 only has a half-life of five and a half minutes, and it's converted to T2 and reverse T2. If you ask the average endocrinologist, they don't know these facts, which means they're ignorant. That's scary, isn't it? We're talking about a subspecialist in endocrinology, and they don't even know the half-lives of these biomolecules in a living system and how they're bioactivated, not by... But they're activated by the, the brain and the peripheral autonomic nuclei in your abdomen and gut that regulates peripheral deiodination. And it's a push-pull system. It's like having a choke on your, on your engine. If you didn't have a choke, your engine would burn out, wouldn't it? Or your, your cylinder heads would get so much compression force it would blow the cylinder heads off, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Now, a lot of people think, well, if I'm taking this iodine, I'm taking too much. 
We're giving teeny dosages. We're talking about if you're knocking out a pathogen, 10 to 15 drops three times a day in water, and that's just during the time when you're killing lots of pathogen. The usual person needs maybe five drops of the thyroid hormone twice a day, which is um, 1,000 micrograms twice a day. That's not much. You know, it's tiny. And the dosage, if your body gets more than it needs, it just flushes it. Now, not all of the atoms in Neutrodine are in the high-energy state. It's a percentage. Because when you put it through this field, which is completely unique, and you've got patented technology, so nobody else is doing anything like this. The Neutrodine... There's three properties. One, it will make new mitochondria. It's called mitochondriogenesis. Number two, it displaces other halides because it's a higher energy state than fluoride, chloride, or bromide because that's not a natural thing. Fluoride and chloride cannot be displaced by iodine, maybe bromine. But if you don't displace them and it's in your drinking water and the pesticides in your food, you're going to uh, displace uh, iodine and get an an abnormal uh, iodine molecule, iodine replaced molecule called thyroid hormone that contains fluoride and chloride. It's not... It's not T3I, it's T3FL, or CL. That's not good. And how many doctors do you think actually have ever tested to see on a infrared spectroscopy or nuclear spectroscopy if the fluoride molecules measured in the person's blood, if it's fluoride or chloride molecules or iodine? Do you think anybody's ever tested it? How about the word, answer would be no. They're not curious enough to actually even ask the question, let alone do the testing. I am curious. I believe you swim in the sea of ignorance and stupidity before you become wise. You never become wise by just thinking you know everything. You have to realize you know almost nothing. If you ask good questions, you proceed with validated testing to find out just like when I do a metapathia scan. I don't believe it's a diagnosis until I can actually get the confirmatory test or imaging study or blood work. And even then I'm skeptical because sometimes the test will look really abnormal unless you actually know what's going on with a person's pathology and symptoms. You have to cross-correlate it. So... Nutridine, if we start off at the top, number one, it clears your arteries of vascular disease. If you want to get rid of periodontal disease, get a hydrofloss, which is going to change the charge of the particles around your plaque. And if you're going to see a biological dentist, they actually flush around your gums with ozone. Now, I have an ozone machine. In fact, I like to drink ozonated water. I have, an ozone, I have these little ozonators we sell. And I drink ozonated water. You can actually take ozone enemas. Or, like, I'm going to go to my doctor. I'm going to get some ozone flushing. It's just going to clear... Stuff and I always take a ton of antipathogenics already. Neutrodine, like I got probably uh, three, I'd say a third, a third of a dropper full of Neutrodine in my drink right now, and uh, I'll take that and that'll actually help to clear my arteries along with taking Allison Med and Neutrosilver. And I take Neutrimune 26Y in my drink, which is immunoglobulins, and I have Neutro Defense, which I designed that blocks all viruses because most people don't realize if you've got arterial disease like um, a stroke or a heart attack or whatever, you've got infected arteries. So you absolutely need Neutrodine. That's number one. Number one, all cancer, you know the old story, cancer is a fungus? Yeah. Mm-hmm. you got a fungus among us. <laughs> the fungus is growing in there, and it's causing uh, cancer-inducing um, cytokines and aflatoxins because the most powerful thing to induce cancer are radiotoxins or aflatoxins from fungi. Did you know that? I had no idea. Oh, yeah. Aflatoxins are good for making cancer. They really inflame your tissues because your tissues think they're going to kill us. And then all of a sudden, the, the cell tries to go through survival mode, changing the length of the telomeres and stopping cell-to-cell contact and, and doing all kinds of crazy genetic things to survive. So you got to think of cancer not as a weak tissue but as a strong tissue in cell that says, 
They're like a prepper, I say, with an IQ of 200, six tours of duty for Delta Force. They're a billionaire, and they have an IQ over 200, and they're fit, okay? And they're not going to take BS off anybody, including the U.S. government or anybody. So you try to attack them, and they got a 50-megaton berm shelter underground, and if you get them, they get anti-missile systems, okay? So that's what cancer is. Cancer is not a weak cell. It's an aggravated psychotic cell that's angry as hell, and they're not going to take it anymore. All right? That's what cancer is. I mean, if you don't realize that, you make a complete misunderstanding. You say, oh, cancer's a weak cell. It got damaged. No, it's, it's an aggravated cell that's pissed. Mm-hmm. It's a pissed cell. How's that? <laughs> so if you want to get rid of cancer, first thing, you've got to get rid of the bad pathogens in your organ and recolonize. That's what we talked about in the last hour. Living probiotic, which is a Rosel 6 strain, and living probiotic ultra, and Berberstatin. If you don't get rid of the bad bucks with things like Nutrinine and recolonize with the good guys like Living Probiotic and Living Probiotic Ultra or How Are You Strain, you're going to deconjugate toxins that your liver conjugated and re-release them to the target organs. So there's two illnesses we knocked out with Nutrinine. Then we talked about BOF, brain on fire. Do you know that when your brain's on fire, your blood-brain barrier breaks down and viruses get across and also toxins get across? So if you don't get rid of these stealth viruses and pathogens, for example, people think that, well, your blood-brain barrier is a solid barrier. No, it's not. It's a metabolic barrier. And do you know if you had a previous head injury or chronic sinusitis that your blood-brain barrier is already broken down quite a bit? Did you know that? I did not. Yeah. That's why the cruciform plate in the base of your frontal lobes is right beside your sinus cavities. There's only a couple millimeters difference. So if you have chronic sinusitis, you have a window right directly to your frontal lobes. Did you know that? Wow. Yeah, and and they did a study at Cornell about six years ago. They found that 28% of people that die, they can actually grow viruses in their brain tissue, and most of these viruses are ones that got their childhood vaccines or serious previous illness like herpes simplex, herpes zoster. So they're growing viruses. You think, well, I got herpes zoster in their T8 or 9 left chest and popped out when they're 45 years of age and they had all these ulcers. That's generally the virus in the pericarine of the nerve cell body bubbling up to the surface and then growing like crazy and causing ulcers. The virus has been there for decades since you were a child. Okay? So if you take Nutridine, guess what? You kill the virus off inside you in the nerve cell body so you don't get a herpes zoster explosion in your back or in your brain. I had a consult back in um, in uh, Colorado, in Aurora, and they asked me to look at this case. They said, nobody's been able to figure this out. So I did a CT scan. The, kid, the guy had an amoebic infection in his frontal lobe based on a brain biopsy and cultures, and he had an amoebic abscess in his frontal lobe caused by a splash after he's shoveling stuff that the sewage people put in his cul-de-sac, went up his nose and infected through to his brain and caused an amoebic abscess in his brain. And I sorted it out. So if you think your body is sterile, you're an idiot, and you're going to die from it. Hear that? talk about another area of prostatism. It's a big deal for men. If your prostate's swelling, and I had a gentleman I just did a consult over the weekend, he had a prostate swelling that was so severe it actually blocked his kidneys, and he went into renal failure. He's down to 18% of normal renal function. Simply caused by his prostate swelling. Now, 100% of people with prostatism have an infected prostate, and they have 
They can have Trichomonas vaginalis, Ureaplasm, Ureolyticum, E. coli, you name it. It's usually a soup of all kinds of bugs. Now, the interesting thing is the Metapathian Hunter machine will actually pick up the pathogens. We can then follow it up with urine cultures, and they're not easy to culture, like Ureaplasm, Ureolyticum. is not easy to find in the, in the proper culture media. Uh, and uh, they don't necessarily pick up easy on microscopy. But the problem is everybody with prostatism has an infection. The other thing they always have is they have feminizing hormones in their body. And all feminizing hormones are halides like chloride, fluoride, and bromide. Nasty, hey? So, so that's what, for example, there's a thing called, uh, you know, it's called spermageddon. Have you heard of spermageddon? Spermageddon is, a, I didn't invent the term, although it sounds like a decalism. Spermageddon is where your sperm count keeps dropping, uh, and now this, the testosterone level in all males in the Western world is dropping at 1% per decade since the 1950s. Which means right now, we don't have goys any, boys anymore, we have goys. They're turning into girls. As, as Arnold Schwarzenegger says, I think everybody's becoming a girly man. <laughs> Yes, indeed. Uh, no. I, I don't see them pumped up at all, except the testicles are shrinking and the prostate swelling from all these halides put in the water and the pesticides. Now, if you want to flush these damn things out of your body, you need neutronine. Because it, I call it a mitochondrial apocalypse. If you screw up your normal thyroid control of your mitochondria, you're not going to have good mitochondria. Now, remember, the human cell, which is a eukaryote, is a commensal between eukaryotic DNA that's basically anaerobic, and the prokaryotic DNA of mitochondria. Now, you're, how many mitochondria do you think you have in each cardiomyocyte in your heart? 500,000 uh, to, to 2 million. In a Purkinje cell, it can be up to 5 million in just one Purkinje cell in your cerebellum. Okay? These are giant cells. In an average astrocyte, which is the cells that make you think, you got half a million mitochondria. Now, if they're screwed up mitochondria, you're going to be demented. So, for example, let, let, and I coined this term back when I did my research 38 years ago because I worked with Dr. Oliver Hewen. We did our research five years before Dr. Raven, and I got persecuted and actually threatened to have my license pulled for drawing the blood and doing the research. There wasn't any treatment. All we did was actually say, what's going on with your blood? We did an insulin glucose tolerance test. We measured oxytocin, prolactin, ACTH, cortisol, T3, reverse T3. I brought the test from Germany, et cetera, et cetera. And even insulin levels. And what we found, which has never been reproduced because it cost millions of dollars in a research study, we used Heritage Trust Fund money, money, and they got really mad at me. You spent a lot of money, Deagle. Yeah, but it discovered stuff that none of your other knuckleheads ever discovered. And by the way, they never rediscovered it either because nobody's ever done an insulin glucose tolerance test with all the tests that I did with Dr. Ewan, head of pathology. Now, you got to understand, because you don't ask questions, you don't know. It's like... Donald Trump deciding, hey, I want to go in negotiations next month with uh, Kim Jong-un, right? Sure. And I'm going to talk to the guy. Now, luckily, he's got Bolton, who's actually got a head on his shoulders, who's going to ask tough questions. But Bolton's probably going to have access to information I have from CENTCOM, that for three years, the North Koreans, along with the help of Chinese and Russians, can target U.S. cities in Guam with nuclear missiles or an EMP weapon. Now, the same thing goes on your body. I don't care how nice your doctor is and how much he, he likes to crack jokes when he's golfing with you on the weekend or he's great at dinner and, and cocktails and he's, he's the life of the party and he's handsome or she's beautiful and they're really smart and they're so with it. If they don't ask good questions, 
Who gives a rat's behind what else they they are their skill sets so they're personable, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not personable. I'm a pain in the butt, okay? <laughs> but I'm going to ask tough questions. That's why if you get me medical legally, for example, to review a case, do you think I ever have to fly anywhere once we do a case review and send the records back? Are you kidding me? No. No. These lawyers who've had a couple cocktails the night before do not want to deal with the giant headache of cross-examining Dr. Deagle in a court setting or even a video court of Wadir. They do not want to do it. They realize it's time to cave and just give out the cash, okay, or whatever settlement it is so the person can get, get well. Now, what I'm trying to tell people is if you've got prostate problems, the first thing you got to do is take our prostate flow. you got to take our bladder up, which is pumpkin seed extract to help heal the bladder and make it more amenable to the antipathogenics that will kill things like urea plasm or trichomonas vaginalis, etc. And uh, stop the neurological overactivity with old side effects of dry mouth and blurred vision, which is their Swedish flower pollen, the alpha-1 natural blocker developed in Switzerland. Right? That's where we get we get these things from all over the world. Mm-hmm. But then you gotta take the antipathogenics and the first one most important is neutronine. You take fifteen drops in water three times a day and bye bye ureaplasm, trichomonas vaginalis, and other bugs growing in your prostate. Now if you don't take care of your prostate, you're not gonna have sex. Most older guys don't know this is it's too friggin' late. They've screwed their prostate up and now they're getting so their their pee stream is down so little they got to get a terp. Now, if you get a terp by a regular knucklehead urologist who's lazy, they actually are not going to do a neurovascular sparing procedure, and they're going to cut your neurovascular bundle, so you're never going to control your bladder again or ever get an erection. Did you know that? Oh, wow. Never. Now, if you do a radiofrequency ablation or you do a special radio, you know, surgical procedure that's neurovascular sparing, you have to take special training. It takes more time, and it's a little more expensive. But it doesn't screw up your bladder control, so you don't have to wear a catheter the rest of your life, like a Texas catheter down your leg, or be catheterizing yourself multiple times a day just to pee. And you actually can get an erection, and even at 75, you can still have sex if you've got a healthy prostate. So my formula for healthy prostate is kill the pathogens, shrink the gland, get rid of the halide toxins that are feminizing, like fluoride, chloride, and bromide, and take things like our... Um, the xenoestrogen detox, which will also help you detox the halides, along with the neutrodine, and flush it out of your body. Now, it doesn't, it doesn't happen overnight. It's going to take a number of months. Now, the kill off the pathogens might take just a month or two, but you need to take a smaller dosages, let's say five drops twice a day to, or, or ten drops twice a day, for a long time. Because everybody who's got a chronic prostatism has not only infection, they got uh, inflammatory heavy metals in their prostate gland and toxic chemicals that are bioaccumulated because... Glandular tissue concentrates chemicals. Now, if it doesn't have a high redox state, the cells can't detoxify. And that's one of the things to taking Neutrodine is whatever tissue it gets, whether it's your lung tissue or your sinus tissues or your bones because you get periosteal infection in your te- around your teeth. If you don't take Neutrodine, you can't not only kill off the pathogens, you can't raise the redox to the tissues strong enough that their own immune cells can actually fight and kill the pathogen. So when you add Neutrodine to a tissue, your mitochondria wake up and say, your lymphocytes will say, I can kill it now. It's like you gave him a shot, you know, like to go into battle, right? Because remember, the only thing that kills off pathogens is singlet oxygen. Your lymphocytes have to excrete singlet oxygen, a free radical, which is 100 million degrees. It's hot as the corona of the sun. 100 million degrees. That's what the temperature is. So if you want, as I say, if you want to you still be able to pee and still have sex, 
and not be on dialysis or have a catheter down your leg, listen up. Dr. Deagle will save you from the bad urologist. There's good ones, too. If you start getting prosthetism, you can do a, trans, a, a faster sparing one so you don't screw up your neurological control. But kill the pathogens off and don't use drugs. disease and cardiovascular. Now, your dad developed this formula, cardiovascular, for the Canadian Society of Alberta years ago. And there's some knuckleheads, and that's the nicest thing I can say about them, that pretend that they actually invented this formula. They actually heard about your formula, tried to create knockoffs by, by, by copying. You know, the old saying is that uh, the best form of flattery is uh, to, you know, to copy somebody. But these right. kind of people don't even give credit. I mean, Medical legally, they're actually on very thin ice. I mean, if they're out in a, a lake, let's say in Canada, and it was in late spring, and the ice was thin, they would actually be going under, and you hear blub, blub, blub as they go under the water. Mm. Uh, now, I want to get in, into talking about uh, the different seven things, and I'll explain it a little different in the biochemistry of it because a lot of people don't realize how unique cardiovascular is. I take a ton of this. I mean, I take three in the morning. I take it in my drink. I put in like 60 drops in my drink right now sitting beside me. I take another three late in the afternoon or early evening of the cardiovascular capsules. It's a heart rescuer. Now, the, if you want to stop heart disease, there's three things you need to do. Number one, you need to prevent the arteries from getting oxidized and calcified and actually getting stiff like a garden hose left out in the sun. You need to prevent plaque formation, which is basically dead nanobacteria and viruses that cause the oxidized fatty acids and cholesterol to form like a tar paper shack plaque in your artery wall. You need to actually make sure it stimulates the mitochondria to cause a peristaltic wave, so when the shearing force of the heart wave hits the artery, the artery responds like an echo. It's almost like you get one of these uh, uh, singing orchestras, you know, where they have the singers, and when what happens is that the, 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 the orchestra master or the main singer says something, and then the, 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 the people behind him kind of, echo it and have a follow-up kind of like a couple of words or whatever in the song. And that's what the arteries do. So, Fareed, um, uh, tell us what you, let's go through the various uh, components in, in cardiovascular. I'm going to give a little different spin so people understand the, the elegance of the formula, so they really understand that this formula is unique from these other knuckleheads that are trying to copy it. And that's why when people switch back to cardiovascular, if they've been on it before, or switch to cardiovascular and they thought they were on a good formula before and it wasn't working, their blood pressure drops, their nitric oxide on their test strips. And the ones I like, by the way, I may start putting them up on the site, but the ones I like are called the Human N, H-U-M-A-N, with a little raised N on it. And you take a drop of your saliva and put it on the strip, and if it turns pink, really dark pink, it means you've got enough nitric oxide. Now, if you're not making nitric oxide, your body can't even release the oxygen to your artery wall and your tissues. And then you need to also know that whatever your doctor's doing in terms of testing is relatively useless. By using a nuclear magnetic spectroscopy of your lipids, it doesn't tell you what your lipid fractions are. It doesn't tell you the rate of oxidation of fat cholesterol or fatty acids. It doesn't tell you if your blood viscosity is high 
because your body's pumping corn syrup or in Canada maple syrup. Uh, and if you are pumping corn syrup or maple syrup, your heart's going to fail, and your arteries uh, basically fail first. And then the heart tries to take over like a foreman taking over from all the workers that decide to lean over on their shovel and not work. And what happens is the heart starts to feel like it's big and thick, and it, the cardiac index or the amount of blood pumped up with each contraction gets less and less. And eventually your legs blow up like a balloon, your stomach blows up like a balloon, you get ascites, and when you get terminal heart failure, your heart just stops. It's called D-E-A-T-H, death, faceplant syndrome that's irreversible, not coming back, go to the pearly gate, see you later, have a nice day. <clears throat> so let's talk about this. What's the first component? So the, uh, the first component is the hawthorn, and uh, we use a, a European-grown hawthorn, and we're using the leaf and the flowers. And that's different than many of the formulas that you'll see uh, on the market for hawthorn. Uh, hawthorn, of course, is just one part of cardiovascular, but it's an important part. Uh, and all of the studies that have been done on this particular uh, medicinal plant have been done on the European-grown leaf and flower extract and so if it doesn't have that yeah. in the product it's not going yeah, to work. and by the way all the other formulas don't use the proper leaves the berry okay so yeah. now what and, this and, is, and is it's grown often grown from from okay. China as well right? you're from yeah, yeah. exactly they get a chinese version it's not even the right plant yeah now uh, you've heard of digoxin digoxin is used and it's been around it's called the foxglove plant and it helps to make you it grows in the caribbean but the foxglove plant uh makes your heart contract now what vitexin does is the same thing it makes your your mitochondria and your cardiomyocytes and each heart muscle cell is big. <laughs> the average cardiomyocyte is about um, 200,000 to 500,000 plus mitochondria mm. minimum. And a larger cardiomyocyte in an older person can be up to several million. That means that if your mitochondria aren't working, your heart's not contracting. So the vitexin yeah, from the leaf and flower is going to actually make your heart contract. Next component? So then we have the aged garlic extract. Now, aged garlic is different. Uh, even It contains some of the components we have in our, in our Allison Med that will kill off nanobacteria, which everybody who gets vascular disease has infected nanobacteria. In fact, there's a doctor who has a formula now. He's done a double-blind placebo-controlled trial that's now FDA approved for his formula to try to kill all nanobacteria, but we have stronger antipathogenics than his. This formula kills off the nanobacteria that can make your arteries calcify, along with killing off the viruses. Like if you do a metapathia hunter scan on someone, let's say they come to my office or I have one of the peripheral sites, it shows up the actual metapathia scan will show that they have not only nanobacteria growing in their artery walls, they got cytomegalovirus or Epstein-Barr virus or some other pathogen or bacteria. So everybody with vascular disease has infected arteries. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. So this helps to get rid of it. Now, the other thing it does, it has a component that's basically an angiotensin-converting enzyme inhibitor. Now, if you take a regular ACE inhibitor, you get a thing called a caponin cough. In other words, you block bradykinin and neurotenin breakdown, so you get an elevated level, and it actually causes you to get a cough because it stimulates the, the bronchi and the, and, the, and the epiglottis to actually make you cough. You don't get that with aged garlic. It doesn't have the side effects. It's more like an ACE inhibitor. It doesn't get the side effects of the of the uh, of elevating the levels of neurotenins and bradykinins. Next component. So then we have the cayenne. The cayenne is a vasodilator. It helps nitric oxide. So it's going to increase nitric oxide, 
which, by the way, you have a three-gas system. Your body uses carbon dioxide, oxygen, and nitric oxide. And if you don't have nitric oxide, your hemoglobin can't even drop the oxygen off in your tissues. So it's very important to have this component. Next component. So then we have the uh, bilberry. The smallest dialyzable antioxidant other than hydrogen. Pretty amazing, eh? Other than mm-hmm. hydrogen. So if you're, if you're trying to actually prevent oxidation of stress to your artery walls, which are aggravated by homocysteine and free radicals and food allergies and cytokines floating around your blood, you got to have an antioxidant that will penetrate through the solid organs like your kidneys, liver, brain, etc., because you're constantly in a battle against free radicals. This helps to get rid of them. Next. So we have the uh, Ginkgo biloba. Ginkgo is going to increase what's called uh, improved blood viscosity and microcirculation. Very, very important. So you give people Ginkgo, and all of a sudden their brain wakes up and says, hey, I can remember my grocery list of my grandkids' names. So Ginkgo is really good. Now, it's the only component that was actually removed by the Canadian government because they were worried that people wouldn't be aware enough. You know, the, the nanny state, like in Canada... They don't trust people to stop the pill before days before major surgeries. Like, if you're going to have major surgery, stop the cardiovascular four days before surgery. Okay, because your blood's going to flow smoother. You're not going to form clots. You're not going to throw off an embolus. That's why I tell people, you know, I hear all these people taking drugs, you know, to clot-busting drugs. You know, take this blood, blood buster. And there's giant lawsuits. The legal firms that have MDs that are also law degrees, they have a, a legal degree. They're suing the hell out of the drug companies. They're making people bleed to death. You don't need a clot-busting drug. You need to make sure you take the right things so you don't form plaque. Plaque is what is the nidus that creates clots. Clots are created by the nidus of plaque. Okay, oops, I hear the bumper telling us we we can't keep talking. We come back, we'll finish off the last few and uh, talk more about how to prevent heart disease. As they say, uh, prevention is, as they say, a pound, how about a, an ounce of prevention is worth a ton of cure. Sometimes a cure won't work at all if you're dead. So, let's not go there. But it wasn't because I didn't know enough. This is Dan Pilla. Do you know the I? And so, um, Alfred, let's continue with our list of uh, nutraceutical components to this amazing formula, this life-saving sure. cardiovascular formula. By the way, heart disease and vascular disease, whether it's a heart attack, stroke, deep vein thrombosis, heart failure, kills more people than all the next five major classes of illness, from cancer to whatever. So it's a big deal. I mean, if you don't take cardiovascular, why? You know, it's like a dialogue between James T. Kirk, yeah, Spock, Spock, I know you live long, but why are you not on cardiovascular, Spock? Surely you want to live as long as your father and grandfather. You should start tomorrow. Okay, Spock, here's a bottle. <laughs> in other words, if you're talking to yourself or your relatives, look in the mirror and say, do you really want some doctor to lean over the top of his glass and say, you know what, you're in terminal heart failure. 
you got a cardiac arrhythmia. You have three blocked arteries. We can do a stent. By the way, your heart's so far gone, maybe we just do a transplant. We'll put you on the list here. And by the way, if your name doesn't come up because everybody wants a heart, you can say, talk to all your relatives and do a little tour saying, goodbye, relatives, because I'm going home. I mean, you're going to die. And people don't realize heart disease doesn't give you a lot of warning. You don't necessarily have chest pain before you face plant. You don't necessarily get a warning like, you know, cardiac arrhythmia. You just face plant. And people don't get this, do they? And if you think, oh, my doctor just an EKG, that's fine. That picks up 14% of people with heart problems. A treadmill stress test will pick up 57% roughly, maybe. Even a cardiac symptom scan, if you have collateral circulation because you've been doing it over a decade, building up collateral circulation, can look normal, and that's supposed to be 87% sensitive. It still misses people that will walk out of the cardiologist's office and face plant. So, you know, if you think that you're going to avoid what I call the, the bony finger of fate, if you don't take care of your blood vessels in your heart, it's the primary guy that takes you to the next world, isn't it? <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. What's the next component? So the uh, the last two components are the, the valerian and the milk thistle. Milk thistle detoxes. you got to detox. Wrappers on your fast food, plastics, uh, chemicals, pesticides, all are frying your little arteries. So if you don't detoxify, you're dying, as my environmental medicine colleague says. And the vitexin is important for your autonomic nervous system because... Everybody stress kills, and stress kills by causing what we call the fight-or-flight reaction of your sympathetic nervous system. So you got to activate the parasympathetic system. Amazing, hey? Mm-hmm. And just to be clear, so, uh, you've got the, the valerian, right? Right. The valerian, of course, is that's what we're talking about for the autonomic nervous system. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, uh, well, you know, I've had lots of testimonies, and I'm going to go down head to toe. <clears throat> First thing people notice is... <laughs> For one, if they're if they're taking say our recidival for hair tonic, so they're not going balding. Most people don't realize you not only have male receptor problem problem, you've got hypoxia to the hair follicle, causing the hairs to fall out. Your brain, people start taking cardiovascular and say, Hey, my memory's better. I remember my grocery list. I don't get cramps in my legs when I'm a weekend warrior. I'm not getting angina anymore. My doctor said if my uh, my and geography of my legs didn't do better. I'm going to have to have a Dacron graft below my knee because of a blocked artery. And to take cardiovascular six months, and all of a sudden it's better. So people need to start understanding that when you take cardiovascular, it changes the direction of your heart disease. If you're in heart failure, for example, most people, what is heart failure? Heart failure is heart muscle that's trying to pick up where your blood vessels stop working. Now, the cardiovascular makes your blood vessels work. So it's not really heart failure. The term heart failure is... The heart's failing because the blood vessels failed first. Think of it this way. Your heart is like the foreman on the job, and your blood vessels are like the workers. Now, if you've got 20 workers, and half of them decide, you know what, I'm going to lay off at 2 p.m. I'm just going home. And the other half decide, you know what, I'm going to shovel slower, or I'm going to move the boxes slower, or I'm going to build slower. Your foreman says, "Well, hey, you know, I better pitch in and get this load done because I got to get into the truck, or I got to get this work site done, or I got the glass up, or I got to put the steel or the staging. It's around a construction site, and and the, the foreman, which is your heart, starts to fail. It gets more muscular for a while, and eventually it starts to get injury. You get an injury to its back, you get an injury to the hip, 
get injured to the knee and it's climbing up the staging and it drops something on the toes, so you get some broken toes. I mean, so the heart eventually starts to get, and when it dilates, the heart valves don't work anymore because they can't stop the backflow of blood. So now you got a thick heart. They can't pump as much blood out for each contraction, so your cardiac index drops. And your blood vessel said, you know what? This foreman, it, it can't discipline us. We're just going to lay off, and we'll get our paychecks anyway, so who gives a damn? And that's what happens to your heart. It's blood vessel failure first, and then heart failure is basically the terminal end of the game. So when you're hypertensive, that's the first step in heart failure. Everybody who's hypertensive is stage one heart failure. Did you know that? They're having hypoxic and oxic changes to their peripheral tissues. Their tissues are going anaerobic and going to anaerobic glycolysis. Their, their arteries are not pumping and creating a peristaltic wave, and they're not getting released of nitric oxide in the capillary bed. And eventually their heart tries to compensate by pumping harder against functional resistance, and the arteries are like leaving a garden hose out in the sunlight in your front yard, and all of a sudden you say, oh, my, I stepped on the garden hose, and it, it broke. Dear, what happened? i got to get a new garden hose. That's because the garden hose is left out in the sun. You should have coiled it up and put it in the shade because the sun is going to cook your little garden hose like your arteries, and eventually they're not going to contract and create a peristaltic wave, which is two-thirds to three-quarters of your blood flow to your periphery is not your heart. It's your blood vessels. So in that first shearing force, it's a blood vessel wall. Their secondary wave is your contraction of your vessel wall. That's where cardiovascular comes in to help heal blood vessel health vascular health. And there's lots of cardiologists with a PhD in physiology that publish research on this and non-Newtonian fluid dynamics, but most cardiologists don't have enough mathematical understanding or advanced physiology. They don't understand it even though it's in their own journals. In fact, I'm going to take some of the journal articles and put them up on the site at Nutramedical.com so you can read that these idiot cardiologists, even if they're in practice 30 years and they're doing bypasses and heart transplants and God knows what, they don't understand this stuff what their PhD colleagues do, they don't read their journals. They're even in the same journal articles, in the same journal. They don't read it. Isn't that wild? Yeah, it's crazy. So you get some guy sequestered off in a corner at a university, and he's got a PhD, and he's he's not making a lot of money because he's not a big big shot, you know, doing a whole bunch of bypasses and other cardiac casts with a fixed study every week. So he's just off in the laboratory, and he's got a cardiology degree. He's a cardiologist, all right, but he's also a Ph.D. physiologist, and he's just working away like, you know, a tinkerer trying to figure out what the hell is causing heart disease. His colleagues don't understand him, and they don't read his stuff. Believe it or not. It's not well? Mm-hmm. Hard to believe, isn't it? It is. pretty crazy. It's called non-Newtonian. You can actually put it up yourself. Non-Newtonian uh, fluid dynamics of blood vessels. In fact, I'm just doing a search right now to prove how fast I can. If you're a doctor out there and you're listening, you say, you mean I can put non-Newtonian fluid dynamics of vascular failure? And that's actually the term items I put here. Oh, look at this. Scholarly articles about non-Newtonian fluid dynamics of vascular failure. I can't believe it. It took me about four microseconds to find that on, on a Google search engine. Isn't that hard to believe? <clears throat> ScienceDirect.com forward slash science forward slash article forward slash PII slash S0092824080801. And I'll put these articles right up. And say, Whoa. And some of these articles go back. I mean, one of the ones I've got posted up here 
is published in New York in 1972. This is not new stuff. All right? Some of the stuff's new, but people need to realize, well, how do you know this stuff, Deagle? I'm a curious bugger. I'm going to ask questions that my colleagues aren't going to ask because they don't want to be embarrassed that they're dummies. You know, like Einstein said, genius is quantifiable, stupidity is limitless. Isn't it? <laughs> now, if you, and another thing that Napoleon would say, never interrupt your enemy when he's making a massive blunder. Well, I want to interrupt our enemy because our enemy is my colleagues who are making massive blunders, killing and maiming their patients with toxic drugs, an inappropriate approach to a physiological problem they don't understand. That's why functional medicine is not alternative. If you're not doing this instead of using drugs, you're a dangerous idiot on a rampage. So don't let the doctors rampage your arteries by over-medicating you. Maybe you need some meds. But the minimum and maximum nutraceuticals to restore the health and physiology of your arteries. Cardiovascular for everyone over 20. That's my viewpoint. Everyone is heading toward heart disease. Thank you for reading and thank you for listening. We'll be back in a moment with John W. Spring. You don't want to miss it. Taking supplements? Are you searching for a high-quality, complete nutritional drink that your whole family will love? Nutramedical's Life Support has arrived. All of your daily nutritional requirements in one quick, delicious drink. Dr. Bill Deagle's Life Support is a proprietary blend of vegan protein, activated vitamins, essential minerals, amino acids, probiotics, green tea, digestive enzymes, anti-inflammatories, cancer prevention, detoxification, and much more. Your body will high-five you for this one. Life Support is the best complete nutritious meal replacement on the market. Whether you are an elite athlete, have post-operative challenges, chronic illness, elderly, or a family that just wants a quick, delicious drink, try Dr. Bill Deagle's Life Support for optimized nutrition in one great-tasting smoothie. Just add cold water, almond milk, fruit, or anything else you like. Nutramedical's Life Support. Try our great-tasting chocolate or vanilla today. Call 888-212-8871 or visit us online at Nutramedical.com. Nutramedical.com for the whole family. 